0: chapter nineteen of miss d dunmore bryant by pansy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nineteen tenths one morning there came to daisy bryant a troubled thought truth to tell it had come to her mother and sister before this but they had said nothing to daisy this was the way it came to her you will remember that her store occupied the large window which fronted the street ben had put up a shelf there and the rows of dollies were most tastefully arranged with a view to showing off their wardrobes to the best advantage each morning they had to be rearranged dusted and the netting veil which protected them from soil carefully draped over them on the morning in question daisy was engaged in this lovely work when she became aware that a pair of very earnest eyes were watching most closely these belonged to as queer a little creature as she had ever seen a wee chunk of a girl, bareheaded, with a white handkerchief knotted about her neck in some odd fashion. On her arm she held a bundle tied up in white, and with the other hand she grasped an enormous umbrella. On her head was a something which Daisy could not fit to a name. It certainly was not a bonnet, nor yet a cap but it seemed to take the place of these things in the mind of the little woman who wore it. Apparently she had been left on guard, for a very large basket of the sort used for packing peaches stood near her, while boxes and bundles of various shapes and sizes were stacked around it. As for the small woman herself, she seemed to have lost all knowledge, or at least thought of these, and was absorbed in staring at Daisy, or rather at the dollies with the most wistful and at the same time sorrowful look on her face that daisy had ever seen she paused in her work irresolute as to what she ought to do and finally smiled on the gazer her mother did not like to have her speak to the strange children who so often stopped at the window But it could certainly do no harm to smile at them, especially at this one who was evidently very strange indeed to the town and the town's ways. She was rewarded for her smile. It was instantly returned so broad a smile that it widened out the odd little face in a way that almost startled Daisy. The next thing she did was to bow, a very timid little bow, which was answered by a series of delighted nods then daisy went for her mother mrs bryant opened the door and stepped out good morning little girl she said pleasantly are you waiting for somebody the smile faded and a startled frightened look took its place but seeming to be reassured by the kind face of the lady she poured out a torrent of bewildering words what does she say asked daisy in astonishment i do not know my dear she is a little german girl i think she must just have come into town on the early train perhaps she has evidently been left to take care of the things while somebody went back i cannot understand a word she says daisy mother said daisy earnestly what a pity nothing can be said to her and she looks lonesome and half afraid she can smile though I smiled at her, and she answered that right away. "'Yes,' said Mrs. Bryant, smiling in her turn. "'I have often thought what a blessed thing it was that people could smile in English. Well, dear, come in. We cannot help her any, and perhaps she does not like to be gazed at.' "'Mother,' said Daisy, following her mother's steps somewhat reluctantly, it doesn't seem quite nice to come in and leave her standing outside there it isn't quite quite hospitable is it why said mrs bryant laughing outright i do not know that we are called upon to be hospitables to strangers passing by oh yes we are mother don't you remember the stranger within thy gates it speaks of them particularly mother i am almost sure she wants a dolly her eyes said it almost plainer than her mouth could i don't think she has any dolly at all because if they are travelling and she has just come from the train she would have it along you know if she had one. Oh, mother you said she was a german could i not give her my greta from over the seas would not she be a lovely tenth for this stranger within thy gates as usual mrs bryant was greatly in doubt whether to laugh or cry over the sweet quaint ideas of this quaint little daughter would you be willing to give greta away she asked at last and to a stranger why mother she would be a tenth you know and this stranger would love her i am sure greta would have to go where they would love her that is the reason i have not been willing to sell her because she is not pretty you know like the others and some children would poke fun at her i shouldn't like that may i give her to the little german mother see she is standing there yet and her eyes why they talk just as plainly don't you see them mrs bryant certainly saw them most hungry-looking eyes they were they seemed fairly to devour the dollies in the window was it fancy or actual fact that they lingered most lovingly on that square-shouldered, stolid-looking Greta from over the seas. The Dutch dolly to whom Daisy had clung most obstinately, although the Harding children had wanted to get her for a maid for their Florinda and Gabrielle, and even Dee had hinted once that perhaps she might like to buy her. Why did Daisy want to give her to this round-faced, wondering-eyed, strange-looking little foreigner? why do you wish to give greta to her dear she asked gently why not one of the others mother said daisy with a penetrating look she would love greta the most of any of them i feel in my heart that she would and i have not found anybody before not even dee whom i thought would love greta enough mrs bryant resisted the inclination to laugh again and gave instant consent if the doll was a tenth why should not the one who offered it bestow it where she would perhaps said this mother to her heart as she watched the tender way in which greta was removed from her corner of the shelf perhaps the child is taught of one who is wiser than we and who does actually accept the gift as coming in his name greta was caressed and kissed very tenderly some whispered words followed for only her large cloth ear and then wrapped in the newest cloak among the pile of fresh ones which had come from Lyne's skillful touches only yesterday daisy hastened out mrs bryant watched from the window what a delicious pantomime it was daisy's sweet shy ways her gentle explanatory words accompanied by the better understood gestures the child's bewildered gaze her blue eyes seeming to speak for her to ask what in the world do you mean do you mean to let me hold the dolly a minute so much she comprehended the umbrella was dropped without ceremony it lay prone on the ground while greta was clasped in eager arms and received the most rapturous hugs and the most passionate kisses that mrs bryant had ever beheld poor little hungry heart she said and brushed the mist from before her eyes there seemed to be no fear as to greta's being loved enough there came presently with rapid strides and arms laden down with bundles two germans a stalwart man and woman these halted before the two children and surveyed them both with astonishment the rapture faded from the little german's eyes and with slow reluctant hands she made ready to give greta back to her owner the woman talking volubly to her the while in words which daisy could not understand oh no said daisy earnestly do not give her back she is for you she is come to be your little girl you must take her home and love her the woman turned to her with a torrent of words causing daisy to stare and look half frightened then mrs bryant opened the door with words which she seemed to think could be understood they were spoken so slowly and chosen so carefully she repeated daisy's wish only bewilderment on the part of the mother at last the father stepped forward was gibt he said keep wird sie bre gewiß gegeben it was all very comical the bowing and gesticulating the rapid sentences hurled at her in german the few broken english words which the man occasionally ventured but at last they understood and bowed and smiled and made hands and tongues go the man took off his hat and the woman waved two umbrellas and all of them laughed and the child hugged and kissed greta with resounding eloquence and at last they all tramped away line who had come to the window to enjoy the scene was almost overpowered with laughter but daisy was sweetly grave she had given her tenth and it had been joyfully received and she was glad but at the same time greta was gone and she had been so much afraid that nobody would love the little dutch dolly that it had ended by her bestowing much love and tenderness upon her and it was not in daisy's heart not to miss her beside and that beside covered the most of daisy's gravity another thought had come to her of such moment that it was no wonder she looked after a little not only grave but perplexed what is it dear her mother asked gently she understood her young daughter's changing face and had come to respect a great many of her thoughts mother i have given away my last tenth what am i to do now mother and elder daughter exchanged glances it was the tenth of which daisy thought but they had thought and said to each other several times during the last few days that the stock of dollies was lessening very rapidly and when they were gone what was this little woman of business to do she was evidently becoming deeply interested in her work and it was really surprising how full her little bank was getting of silver pieces the doll business was certainly one not to be despised at least where all the dolls were gifts costing nothing but how was the stock to be replenished various plans between the mother and line had been discussed and abandoned even ben had taken part in the discussion with interest but the farthest that any of them had reached was to wonder what daisy would say or do when she realized the situation and whether they would better talk with her about it or leave the knowledge to dawn upon her through the force of circumstances not one of them had thought of the tenths but this was daisy's first anxiety she moved toward the window and surveyed her family with that thoughtful perplexed air no she said gravely greta was my last tenth or that is i had not thought of making her a tenth i thought it would be florimel but i could feel that this little girl would not approve of her and would like greta very much indeed so she had to go now Floramel was the most elegant both in dress and general appearance of all the dollies left and would without doubt have brought the largest price. certainly daisy was not offering the lame or the sick for sacrifice what am i to do she repeated i cannot go on with this business without some help we must think over it said mrs bryant gently and talk it over with our friends perhaps and there she paused perhaps what mother never mind dear we will think over it as i said and see what can be done to add to the stock if that is considered best in the light of daisy's grave anxiety not as to the general stock in trade so much as the sacred tents, much of the talk which she and line had held about it seemed almost sordid to the mother's eyes. Perhaps, she thought again for the dozenth time, this little flower of mine is really taught of God, and he will help her to think what to do. At any rate she did not feel ready to touch the subject. Daisy, however, could not get away from it her anxiety once roused would not slumber again until she had resolved what to do she said no more but the thoughtful look on her small face deepened rather than lessened as the hours passed and when early in the afternoon she asked and received permission to call on miss webster line engaging to look carefully after the business while she was gone her mother looked after her with a relieved smile and said to line she has reached a second stage in her problem and is willing to consult with miss webster i am glad she has found so wise a friend to unburden her heart to. mother said line did you ever see so queer a child as daisy she is so grown up sometimes and so entirely a baby at other times a little while ago when she was wiping the spoons and forks she drew two or three heavy sighs which went to my heart and i asked her what was troubling her and why she did not talk with you about it mother was very busy this morning i said and could not talk but now she will be sitting down sewing and you can plan out some way of adding to the dollies i do not want to talk with mother yet she said and i cannot tell you how sweet and yet grave her voice was she has such burdens now line that i do not want to make my dollies into another if they cannot be a help they ought to be all given away when i get something thought out mother will help me do it but i do not want to take the trouble part to her now that is not in the least like a child is it sometimes it troubles me i do not know said mrs bryant smiling though there were tears in her eyes daisy's sweet unselfish thoughtfulness for mother and for everybody even the little dutch stranger within the gates may be like a child who lives very close to jesus may it not i think that is what our daisy does and line was silent at miss webster's daisy found d she had herself introduced the two and was not in the least jealous but very happy over the fact that they were evidently destined to be very intimate friends i was on my way to your store said d opening the door for daisy at miss webster's request and i stopped to consult miss webster about something are you going to stay daisy a little while said daisy if miss webster is ready for me i came to consult her too these two little girls though wonderfully unlike in many respects were kindred spirits in this that both were extremely fond of choice words especially if they were rather longer than was common to children of their age with d this was a sense of largeness a vague impression that such language added to her years and dignity with daisy it was an outgrowth of her intense longing for an education she carefully treasured every new and as she said interesting word she heard printed it in her notebook consulted the small worn dictionary as to its meaning and felt after each acquisition that she had added to her treasures so now though miss webster smiled over the language neither of the children realized that it was unusual and the important subject which was lying heavy on daisy's heart was forthwith introduced Dee assuring her that she might speak first because hers was longer and to tell the truth was a piece of it a secret even from daisy mine is not a secret said daisy gravely because everybody who can count will soon know about it i think i will have to close up business miss webster and it is that i came to talk about is it possible said that lady in great surprise oh i hope not i was looking forward to the days when the mud would be all gone and i could ride out in my wheeled chair and select a dolly for my niece from your store i am afraid you cannot said daisy with a mournful shake of her head i am afraid they will all be gone before the mud is i did not once imagine that so many dollies could go away so soon but i have not a single tenth left and that will tell you how few there are beside, I cannot do business without any tents. Certainly not, said Miss Webster, with instant sympathy, and Daisy breathed a sigh of relief. It was so pleasant to be understood. End of chapter 19